Welcome to Studio Hockey. Well, hello everybody. We are live with back with Studio Hockey and this time Studio Hockey is going Africa. So I hope that all the feeds from these uh, guys will, will last because we are on different continents. Uh, some of us are, are, are in Europe, some of us are in Africa and uh, Rassi is even in uh, America, so uh, on a different time zone and everything, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, Tyron Barnard is, uh, let me put him on the big screen, this is Tyron Barnard. Uh, he is a sports writer from South Africa and a keen hockey enthusiast like all of us, so I'm going to ask Tyron to do a quick intro on all of the guys in our show, because he knows a lot more about South African hockey than I do. Taren, who have you got yeah, on the show today? Yeah, thanks very much. Um, so uh, we'll start with uh, how I'm seeing them on my screen. Our top left corner is uh, is uh, Rassi Peterser, our goalkeeper extraordinaire. He's uh, spent uh, most of his career playing all over the world, <laughs> but he's uh, a man who spends a lot of time playing hockey in South Africa. Uh, also played in the Hockey India League for the Delhi Wave Riders back in the day, uh, if I'm correct, Rassi. Was Delhi Wave Riders. Yeah. Um, you know, then we've got uh, top right corner for me is Chuck Lloyd Norris Jones. Um, arguably, in the time that I've been following SA Hockey, our most lethal striker, an Olympian, a World Cup. Um, he's played at the World Cup a few times, a few different World Cups. Uh, he has also played played in the Hockey India League back in the day. Plays uh, currently. <laughs> he's in South Africa playing for Hamburg. Um, so he can explain that. <laughs> and, of course, we've got Austin Smith, 158 caps for South Africa. Uh, all three men are centurions. Uh, Austin has been playing for Den Bosch. I think he's in his ninth season there now. Yeah. Um, regularly representing South Africa and captain South Africa for probably 100-odd caps as captain. Yeah, 99. Oh, we'll sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> so these are three gents, and... Uh, I call them gents, but we'll see what we call them at the end. Legends, why didn't you, wave, the, why didn't you <laughs> wave with the other hand, Ozzy? This one. <laughs> yeah. As, 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 you can, as you can see over there, we've, we've got an injured uh, wing over here with Austin, who has uh, broken his hand in the, in the Dutch competition recently. Uh, won't be able to play for his uh, favorite team of Den Bosch for a couple of weeks, I'm afraid. Um, but Austin, uh, tell me, why, why, why does a South African uh, play in, uh, in Den Bosch, in Holland? Yeah, I think Holland is probably one of the best uh, leagues in the world. And yeah, it's one of the few places where you can really make a living playing hockey. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a great place to play. I love the style of play. It's a really uh, attacking style. And uh, yeah, it's great to learn from uh, some of the best players in the world. So yeah, I really feel at home here at the moment. But uh, there's obviously days that I really miss South Africa as well. <laughs> weather-wise, I can, I can imagine. Huh? Yeah, uh, definitely weather-wise. <laughs> I, I, I... Austin, maybe just to expand on that. Um, you're, you're one of the few that are based overseas full-time. A lot of our guys go on short-term stints. I mean, how much more difficult is that for you, still representing South Africa? Well, uh, financially, it's, uh, it's pretty difficult. Uh, I've recently bought a house here. So every time I'm away, I'm still uh, having to find a way to make mortgage payments every month, which is now a little bit stressful. 
Um, but I think in some ways it's easier that I know that this is home for the moment uh, and it's easier to to travel back and forth knowing that I have a solid base somewhere. And uh, yeah, I think what I can uh, recommend to any junior guys who are keen to play overseas that to try and get a contract uh, for at least two years. So at least you know where you're going to be for two years. You don't have to worry about uh, haggling for a contract uh, mid-season after your first year or in the middle of your first year even. Uh, so for me, this gives me a more relaxed feeling. And when I travel with South Africa, I'm not traveling uh, with the national team and then living at home uh, in South Africa. It's just uh, traveling with South Africa all based in Holland. And I think that's actually a little bit easier. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a, it's a good advice and that I tell every foreigner that wants to go to either Belgium or Holland or whatever the European competition is, sign at least for two or three years because it will take you some time to get used to the competition here and it will take you some time to get to a level where you are actually improving because, okay, that, that is obviously the case if you want to go and play in Europe, I think. Uh, but, uh, Austin, what, what, what should also be reasons for South Africa? Or what, what should South African Hockey uh, Association maybe do to keep their important players in South Africa because you need you need a couple of players in your own home country as well to have a good competition. Yeah, well, I think we need a, a balance. I think the the advantage of having guys play overseas is that uh, the latest kind of trends and styles in hockey are being uh, developed and played. So the chance that uh, the chance that it gives us to take the knowledge back to South Africa and share it with uh, the coaches, the players, the even the administrative staff, there is uh, is hugely beneficial. Obviously, guys being based in South Africa, yeah, it's not it's not an option for everyone to play overseas. You can see how difficult it is difficult it is to to get visas to play over here. A lot of guys are still studying, uh, and I think the local competition is still something that uh, we can really improve on. And with things like the PHL starting up, that's something that can really uh, strengthen our local hockey. Yeah, that, that brings us to the, to the next subject uh, really easily, the PHL. And, 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 and to be honest, uh, I follow hockey pretty pretty regularly on, a, on an international level, not only Holland or Belgium, where, where I'm based. But PHL, what is this? Tyron, can you can you maybe explain a little bit about more about uh, this Premier Hockey League because that that's what it is. Yeah, so so the Premier Hockey League was established in 2016. It's a franchise system, really, uh, almost almost modelled on a, a little bit of the old Hockey India League structure in the sense that it wasn't about a region or anything. It was a random group of players. It then brought in the draft process that we see in the NFL, NBA. Um, and it was one of the few tournaments in South Africa that was funded um, in the sense that the players actually earned, it wasn't a, a significant amount of money by any means, but they earned a little bit of money. Uh, the costs were all covered for them. And so this year we've just finished the third one. There are obviously debates around uh, the quality of it because you take players from all over and put them together. And maybe I'll direct this one now to Rassi, uh, Rassi who's played for the Marapin Caveman for three years, he won won the tournament in the first two years. Uh, Rassi, maybe what is the biggest challenge that we have from a PHL point of view? Yeah, I think I think season one. I mean, it went into its third season this year. I think first of all, it's it's a great event. It's a great showcase for South African hockey players because all the games get televised live. Um, so so that that's the first thing. Also, the the draft system. You see different kind of players getting drafted, different kind of combinations. So it is quite exciting. Is it the level of our, uh, of our provincial uh, tournament or our inter-provincial tournament? I'm not too sure because obviously 
a lot of players get drafted like from smaller clubs. Uh, there, there, there's a there's of course there's, there's some kind of juniors that you have to draft in. There's a couple of other rules, but that also makes it quite exciting for SA hockey. I think it gives the selectors also a chance to see players that they don't often see play with better players, the guys that's coming from smaller provinces. So in a whole, I think it's quite a nice opportunity. Like we've got our university hockey in South Africa. It also gives a nice opportunity for, for the younger club players to also showcase, you know, their skills. Um, I think, I think SO hockey needs really needs to think now after year three, how can they pick up the profile um, uh, of the league? I think that the standard has picked up a little bit, uh, but I think they need to add a bit of flavor or, the main thing about the league is also to to teach these players and also to show them, you know, or give them the opportunity to play with bigger players. I think it could be nice adding one or two international players into the PHL um, to add a bit more meat to it and also a bit more exciting uh, things for for internationals to have a look at the uh, have a look at the PHL games. Yeah, is this PHL also played in a short period of time, in a couple of weeks, like like the hockey in the league, for example? Well, it's 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 basically six franchises. So you have a round robin, and then it goes into semi-final and final. And they try to play it this 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 year. We played over three weekends. The one weekend that started basically was a long weekend from uh, from the Thursday uh, to the Sunday. So so it's back-to-back games uh, every weekend. But it also gives the coach an opportunity in the week uh, if a player's got injured uh, or if a player's not performing well that he can pull out of a squad of of twenty or twenty-two players. It's quite cool. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think that uh, or, or feel that this is yeah. helping uh, helping uh, South African hockey uh, Im- improve their their, their level, uh, Lloyd? What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've played in it for a couple of years. Um, last year, I broke my toe, which left me out for the last weekend. But um, the one of the things that um, I'd like one of the ideas that I had was that PHL was was put together because. They wanted to grow the profile of, of the game commercially, so they wanted to put it onto TV as much as they could. Um, and year one, they did it over four weekends. Um, I see that Rossi's gone. I don't know. Yeah, no problem. Available. We can still go on. He, he will get back into the show. Um, they wanted to grow the profile of it commercially. They wanted to try get it onto TV as much as they could. And they and here in South Africa, uh, we got a very good broadcaster with Supersport. And they, during the football seasons, in between the football seasons, uh, between May and August, they wanted to try put as much, uh, try get as much different sports onto TV as possible, and along with sport and recreation, grow um, these games, these um, codes of sport. And the one thing that uh, we realised as well is that because of our our local leagues running between. Um, March and September each year, this started ca- causing a few issues with our local federations running their leagues, um, which meant that all the top players were now leaving and they couldn't run their games on the weekends. Uh, we had to play midweek games and then go away on weekends as well. So I think that one of the suggestions that I made uh, to the national coach was um, why not run this league over the course of eight or nine weekends but then you're not committing yourself to every single weekend because your team would have a buy on a weekend let's say um, and that you can still get your um, your uh, your local games um, played and that it wouldn't affect as much and then instead of playing games from eight o'clock in the morning all the way until eight o'clock at night um, 
you then play two or three games on a Saturday and two or three games on a Sunday, um, and you're still pretty much using the same amount of, of money to um, or capital to uh, to make sure that the players get up. They are at the hotels. Your hotel's also not fully booked because that was also one of the issues. Um, the sponsor wouldn't be able to then um, uh, use that hotel for, for any, anything else uh, or any other guests. So there are a lot of issues. And the one thing is that we want to obviously try to get hockey onto TV for as much as possible throughout. And then that will then be able to get in more sponsors because now you know that Supersport are going to be broadcasting for eight to nine week weekends um, over the course, yeah, uh, between that those football seasons. So there, there are a lot of things that need to take uh, that need to be taken into consideration in order for it to grow, um, not just from a performance base as well as from the players, but also from a commercial basis um, uh, for the association's interests. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Tyron, what 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 is the, the the point of view from from media and from maybe the fans mm. on on the on this uh, Premier Hockey League as well? Yeah, I think mainly from a let's talk from a fans' point of view first. Um, fans love having extra hockey to be able to watch, um, and, and I'm a big fan of you know as, as Lloyd put it there, having as much hockey on TV as possible because you know when I first started writing about hockey, unless you went to go watch games live, you didn't know who. Lloyd Norris Jones was. You didn't know who Austin Smith was, you know, because we didn't get coverage of it. So the hockey community knew who these guys were, and these guys are putting in a lot more effort than some of our other international sportsmen because they're having to pay for it themselves. So it raises the profile. It makes the guys more marketable for themselves individually. I, I agree with Lloyd. I think having a full day of hockey is very challenging for two things. You know, in, in 2018, people don't sit down and watch 10 hours of the same thing. Um, the other thing is to get a live crowd. Crowds don't want to come down for six or seven games. They want to come down for one, maybe two games. And I think you get a better crowd attendance as well if you split it up a little bit more. In terms of, of PHL itself, obviously, uh, there is a challenge in the sense that uh, if you're going to group players together and not bring them, uh, give them a lot of training time together, the stars are going to shine and take the lead. Uh, in those early weeks, and we often see in the first or second weekend, the quality is not quite there, but by the final weekend, we start to see how things have clicked, and um, yeah, I think overall, it's good for SA Hockey. It's it's always going to be challenging if it's in August to get international players out to join at the start of the, the season, um, but um, I think the product is great. It's, it's got a few things that we can do to, to streamline it and maybe grow it a little bit more. I, I still don't know if six franchises is right or if maybe it should be a five franchises, you know, and, and push the quality. Um, but I guess that's a decision for those higher up to, to make. Yeah. Is, is this something that we, we can see around the world as well or is it only based in the, for, for, the, for the South African viewers? Uh, we, okay, you can obviously visit it live if you go to South Africa, but is there any live stream of this uh, as well? So Supersport do have a live uh, streaming capacity, but um, my understanding is Supersport's broadcast is limited to sub-Saharan Africa. So at present, my understanding is it would only be able to be viewed uh, from sub-Saharan Africa. I don't know, Austin, Lloyd, if either of you have ever been able to watch it in Europe. No, not on my side. It's been uh, yeah, pretty frustrating because being over here, I'd love to be able to watch and uh, follow and see what everyone's up to, see the style of play. 
but uh, even with a login, I think you are you are blocked to yeah, as you say, sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, and it's also only for subscribers to DSTV that will be able to then watch it. Yeah, but okay, I think that that is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that the general hockey public also may the, might need to get used to uh, paying to watch hockey. Uh, here in, the, in Europe, we are very spoiled that we have some uh, in the whole cluster some big games where you can go for free, and in the Belgian competition as well. But yeah, it's it's not it's not unusual for uh, for top sport to to have a viewership pay for uh, to watch it. So I don't think that is. Necessary. I mean, that's true. But it would be nice if uh, if even if you wanted to pay, for example, uh, like the World Cup. I was really frustrated by the World Cup that the NOS here in the Netherlands had the rights to show the World Cup, but they were only showing the Dutch games, which is fair enough. But I feel like as a hockey lover and as a hockey uh, supporter and a fan, if I want to be able to watch an international game, there should be a way that I can pay to watch that game. And I'm happy I'm happy to pay 10 euros to, to watch a quality international game. Uh, so that was uh, that was disappointing. And I'm, it would be great if Supersport could come out with some kind of product that uh, for people overseas, Fine, you may have to pay something towards it, but at least the option is there. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I I I I'm happy to be in Belgium here, where the local broadcaster has made a deal with the FRH. Okay, any game that we show on our broadcasting channels, you block on your FRH YouTube screen. But any game we do not show, and they only show the Belgium games, it's free. You you can you can live stream it on your YouTube channel. If NOS made the same deal with FIH uh, for for the Netherlands, you wouldn't have the problem. And yeah. I think this is something that the FIA should consider just to be standard in all of their uh, broadcasting uh, deals with, that they make with, with the different countries. Uh, because, yeah, the, 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 you, you, need, you need to be able to watch it uh, all around the world to promote hockey. Yeah. Yeah, Ernst, I, I think the, the one thing I would love to see in South African hockey is uh, television coverage or even live streaming. Uh, we've got a company here that does it for school sport. But the men's IPT and, and probably the women's IPT as well. But the men's IPT, I mean, this year we had a Southern Fighting KwaZulu Natal final, and there were two teams packed with international players. Um, you know, it, it was a really, really high quality game. That's what the spectators really need to see because, again, if you're a company and you want to sponsor SA Hockey, you want coverage. Those are the kind of games that you're going to get coverage from. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, describe to me what, what, what is actually the, the state of hockey in, in, in South Africa at the moment. Is, is, it, is it growing? Is it, is it booming? Is it uh, uh, having problems? Uh, uh, and, and I'm not just talking about the, 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 the international game of South Africa, so not just the national teams. How, how's the sport doing? Uh, shall I go first? Yeah, go. <laughs> just going to get myself ready. Here we go. <laughs> Um, the one thing that uh, really excites me uh, still and probably the main reason why I'm still involved is uh, what is happening at junior level uh, in South Africa. I think the junior game, the fact that everybody is playing on AstroTurf, uh, yeah, synthetic grass, that we are talking about uh, players now that are growing up with a different set of skills to what uh, Lloyd and I grew up on. I can still remember at my under-16 level having a good grass slash mud battle on a Saturday morning and yeah the skills there that you use were totally different so what excites me now is that junior players coming into our national team are 10 times more able and skilled uh, than I was when I played my first international game so for me that's really exciting and the second thing that really excites me is that the game is definitely growing numbers wise 
at a at a junior level and uh it's just awesome to see the family game of hockey to be growing at such a such a good rate uh, at schools in South Africa so that's for me is uh, the number one reason why I still want to be involved is because yeah we are definitely going to look forward to seeing some quality plays in the near future yeah Lloyd a big question for you maybe because you are involved as well in 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 the hockey fives uh, as a as a side uh, show to to our general game of hockey uh, and uh, hockey fives being promoted at the moment pretty big by by FIH uh, to grow the game of uh, hockey in in those parts of the world where there's not a lot of tradition in uh, in our ele traditional 11 v, v 11 game um, what what are what are your thoughts on that is hockey fives really helping uh, also in the in the growing of hockey in uh, in south africa or in africa in total well i think that first and foremost the the fih don't just need to to try and and punt it but they actually need to launch it they need to launch it properly in order for for us to be able to to, to the, the the work that i'm doing to actually have some sort of um meat behind it as well um you look at uh the at rugby sevens let's say for example and you can see just see how beneficial rugby sevens is to the game of rugby because it gets um, more and more people playing, it gets smaller countries the opportunity to play in in big competitions. And you look at the likes of Fiji and Samoa, and even Portugal and Germany teams that you would never have thought it would have played international rugby before um, on a high enough level. They're now being part of this HSBC um, World Sevens Tour, and they're getting exposed to top level rugby. And I think the same thing will apply to to world hockey is if. Uh, the FI actually launch Hockey Fives globally and they get international players um, and teams playing against each other, this will start creating a trickle-down effect into our um, countries and our leagues where we can start not only using an AstroTurf for six or seven months of the year, but now we can start using it for 12 months of the year because your Hockey Fives will now start to um, filter into the uh, pre-season um, uh, time of the year. Um, and and also just give more and more players opportunity to play hockey. I think that if you play an 11-a-side game and if you go and watch, because I coach here in Cape Town, if you go and watch um, players uh, playing all over the show, you can see that when you play an 11-a-side game, you've got a squad of 14 or 16 players. Sometimes you as a player will only touch the ball five or ten times in a game. Whereas when you play five-a-side hockey or you play indoor hockey, you're touching the ball a lot more. And it just creates a more inclusive sort of style of hockey. And it's also just fun. I think that's what people want these days. It's, it, there are times and there's, there's a place for the purists that want the 11-a-side game. But I think that yeah, hockey fives has a major part um, to play in, in world hockey. Um, okay, so, if, if if I can interject there, because okay, I'm 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 known that I'm not a big fan of hockey fives, um, but but uh, open to to listen to other experiences. <laughs> uh, for for me, it's pretty clear that that hockey has two existing formats, and we've got our 11 v 11 traditional uh, normal game that we know from from our Olympic sport, and uh, we've got uh, an indoor format, uh, which yeah. also has got got a lot of following throughout the world. Uh, and it has more or less the same. Maybe. Yeah. Well. Okay. If if you look at the most recent, the most recent World think, Cup. Think about it. 
Yeah, for sure. World Cup is huge, and it's because it was in Europe as well. I haven't okay. seen a, a, an indoor hockey World Cup in Argentina or in South Africa because they don't play it as much. Yes, in South Africa at junior level, there's a, a, is a massive following. Um, but at you look at countries around the world outside of Europe, why isn't India so good at, in, at indoor hockey and Pakistan and Japan and China and those type of countries? Because they're co completely focused on our traditional game of 11 v 11. So I, I agree yeah. that the FIH has has a good good thought about okay you, you need a short format of the game next to our traditional format of the game to promote hockey in 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 those parts of the world where there's no tradition in 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 the game as we know it or there's problems with with uh, facilities you don't have artificial grass you don't have the pitches you don't have, especially the water-based pitches obviously is a problem for uh, major parts in the world uh, but for me honestly i i don't see why they don't just use indoor hockey And, and don't call it indoor hockey anymore, but just call it hockey six or whatever, and, and play, play on, on a basketball pitch or on a handball pitch or on a multi-sport pitch, uh, that game as a short format of the game. So what is really the added value of, of this newly invented hockey fives uh, to, to, to grow the game of hockey? Well, I think that in order to grow the game, you're looking at uh, regions and clubs and so on that already have an AstroTurf and that they don't have um, an indoor center attached to it. So obviously in Europe, you have those things hand in hand and that's natural, but not around the world. So if you've got, if you're wanting to play normal 11-a-side hockey, this is a supplement to 11-a-side hockey. So you've got the facility of an AstroTurf. And now you don't necessarily need an, a completely different facility. You've now got that facility already and you can use that AstroTurf in order to play fives, which can help grow the game in the off-season. Yeah. So Ty then you've got players that are playing throughout the year, not just for six months of the year. Yeah. Tyron, what are your thoughts on this? Has, has Hockey Fives, in, in your views, helped grow the game of hockey already in, in, in Africa? I don't. I think Lloyd uh, hit the nail on the head a little bit. I just. I think we launched it. I think uh, 2014. It was played at the Youth Olympics, and on the back of that, you would have expected it to to start being played a lot more. We do have a few leagues running here in South Africa, but I. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know with FIH not really launching it enough yet. Uh, it's not really a product that people have higher aspirations with it just yet. Um, I think uh, there is also the challenge that uh, you've got the indoor hockey hockey fives potentially at present looking at a similar time zone in the in the calendar. But um, yeah, I think what we saw from the Open Series, Fiji and Vanuatu have qualified for the Open Series final, having played in a, a, a hockey fives tournament. Now, obviously, we don't want to spend time now talking hockey Open Series and. Uh, giving everyone a PhD, but that shows you in itself, if it was a hockey world league, would Fiji or Vanuatu ever, in traditional hockey, have got a chance to go play at a hockey world league semi-final? Because that's ultimately what a hockey open series <coughs> final is. Um, and the answer is no. So there is development there. The question is just, how does everything fit in together? How does hockey fives, indoor hockey, traditional hockey, how do they fit into the calendar? Um, how do they work alongside each other to help grow each other? Because I think uh, the one thing we, we've got to be careful in, and I think we're sometimes guilty of this in South Africa hockey, 
is everything operates in its own silos. But really, I think we could really lean on each other to potentially grow the overall game of hockey more. Austin, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I have a slightly different opinion on uh, on Hockey Fives. I would love to see Hockey Fives uh, in a similar format to what, kind of like mini football, the legacy of the Football World Cup leaves behind in countries are a lot of mini football areas where people can go in and play. And I think that would be something that would be amazing for youngsters. I can remember as a junior, uh, hounding our first team school coach for the keys for the indoor center just so we had somewhere to play on the weekend. So imagine how great it would be, uh, Lloyd, I'm sure you'd agree with this. Imagine if we could go down on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon to a facility that is set up for hockey fives. And I don't think it necessarily has to be, uh, has to be an AstroTurf, even uh, almost like a concrete, a uh, solid surface where the ball runs truly uh, with the balls on the side. So almost a mixture of traditional hockey fives and indoor, but on an outdoor facility, and yeah, great if there's turf, but if there isn't, uh, uh, then fine, because obviously the, the cost implications are high. But somewhere where kids can go down on a weekend and play hockey on a five-a-side format, I think would be amazing. Because yeah, hockey turfs are mostly in South Africa are locked up. They're not available to, to use. So I'm thinking like, yeah, imagine in, uh, in Cape Town where they have all those little uh, sort of almost like indoor, outdoor football areas. If we had something like that for hockey. And in the fives format, I think that would be amazing. Okay, guys, we, we already touched a little bit upon the, the World Cup because the World Cup is uh, is coming near uh, end end of the year, and and South Africa is there. Uh, hoping, hoping, I'm sure to, to to gain some points again after you missed out on uh, on Rio in a, in a very sad way. Um, just wanted to touch on that the World Cup. What are your expectations? But also. Should you qualify for Tokyo 2020 in, in, the, in the next uh, time that, uh, ahead? Is South Africa going to be allowed to play in Tokyo at this time? Uh, what are your thoughts uh, there, Lloyd? Yeah, so I think the World Cup, uh, firstly, I think that there's uh, yeah, obviously opportunity. Uh, I know that we have um, the hosts and um, Canada in our pool. So there are, there's opportunity there to to get points off and I know that uh, and obviously Belgium as well there's a there's three points waiting for us there Lloyd <laughs> yeah guaranteed <laughs> yeah guaranteed um, I think that yeah obviously you look at the, the the new format of the World Cup with 16 teams and if you manage to get into the second or third spot in the um, in the pool that uh, you have a, an opportunity to then play in your is it the quarterfinal or the round of 16, basically? Quarterfinal. Yeah, to qualify for the quarterfinal. Yeah. Okay. So you, um, yeah, you have an opportunity to qualify for the quarterfinal, um, and then having looked at the uh, the crossball playoffs, yeah, you you're looking at Holland, Germany, and Pakistan and Malaysia in your cross pool, which then would be quite <coughs> difficult. Yeah. Naturally, if you have enough time and opportunity for the guys to be training together um, pre-World Cup, then anything is, is really possible and you, know, you can grit out a, a performance and get through. I mean, you've obviously seen the little Cinderella story um, that, uh, that Ireland had at this last World Cup and you know, I mean, they stuck to their guns, they played a really solid defensive game and that's what um, helped them get the results that they wanted. 
And I think that that same thing can apply to uh, to the SA side um, for the World Cup. I, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I haven't made myself available because um, I get married a couple of days after. Ah. Um, Good on you. Yeah, so the wife, the wife will looked, be happy. I looked at the long term uh, decision making there, and obviously, I wanted to make sure that. Meaning, yeah, meaning she's first, she's already the boss. You mean? Well. <laughs> Yes, this is it's 2018. It's 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> 60-40. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think it's the most important for us. I can imagine. Is. I can imagine. Austin, will you be there as a uh, vet, yeah, as a veteran player? Um, yeah, hopefully the hand will uh, the hand should be uh, healed in time. Um, and yeah, there's <laughs> the question of selection as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd certainly love to be there and uh, and to give it a full go. Yeah, our preparation uh, yeah, is going to be challenging. I'm actually together with Tim Drummond uh, trying to sort out a local European camp for all the guys who are here at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's something that yeah, us players are doing ourselves. Uh, the guys in South Africa have got two camps or two weekends uh, planned where also they have to pay themselves. So. Yeah, it's a huge challenge, but uh, yeah, the only positive is we are used to these challenges, so it's not uh, it's not a surprise. Um, and we're going to go to India and uh, and give it a full go. And uh, like Chuck says, you never know uh, what happens. We sneak into a quarter final, and then suddenly there's the pressure of playing against the underdogs on Africa. And <laughs> yeah, any anything can happen. Uh, Absolutely, after Tyron, do you believe that there's going to be an Irish uh, fairy tale for the South Africans in the in December? There's definitely the potential. I think, um, you know, from the outside looking in, because ultimately that's that's what a media person is. Um, but uh, there's a much better feel-good factor around the SMN. I think Mark Hopkins appears to be a very popular choice. The players seem to be responding to him. The 29-man squad that they've selected that they will cut down. I mean, we've got some good quality players there. One or two that are unavailable, like Chuck getting married, uh, Justin Reed Ross is uh, expecting a child during the World Cup, so he's unavailable. Um, but ultimately, we've got a, we've got guys who have got some great experience. We've got a bunch of guys who are at 100, 120 caps. Um, it's a really good team that on their day, they can be absolutely uh, fantastic. They can, they can meet anyone. Remember, a lot of these guys that are playing were were part of a team that comfortably dismantled Argentina back in the Champions Challenge days. So those, those you know, days are long gone, eh? <laughs> if you count <laughs> on Argentina now. <laughs> ah, but I, you know, I'd I'd love us to go there and just just cause a shock. And and what we've done over the years at the, at the big tournaments, the men have really stepped up in games, and they've unfortunately often just lost by the odd goal here or there. You know, we'll all remember London 2012 and how we should have beat England. Um, you know. But for just not getting the ball into the net when it needed to be, it was a that kind of game. And just to just to elaborate on that as well is that yeah. going into the, those Olympics, we had good preparation. We we played yeah. in the region of about twenty five or thirty caps before we got there. And while a lot of other teams had probably played thirty or forty or fifty caps in the six months leading up to it, um, as soon as you get to an Olympic Games or a World Cup you start seeing teams that are going to hiding. They make sure that they are training as much as they possibly can and they and they fine-tuning, whereas we've naturally always just tried to get 
as much time together as possible. So that if that means that we get 10 days or 15 days, like we're lucky um, together, and generally what happens is we get to a World Cup and we've got 10 days before the World Cup starts, and that's when we start actually doing preparation for a World Cup, which is, yeah, it's obviously not good for us. It's, we don't get the desired results. And we always tend to get to the last game or two games, and that's when we actually start really performing as a team because we're now starting to click. And yeah, it's just been that's pretty much been the tale for SA Hockey for a long time. Um, and I've been around for geez, about 12 years, and, and yeah, that seems like the carbon copy for, for what we've done. But whenever we do get some time together, that's when we actually start playing exceptionally well, and we, we actually understand each other a little bit more. And you look at the, those results from the, the Olympics in 2012. It wasn't just GB that we should have beaten, but we're talking about Argentina. Yeah. We should have beaten them. Should have beaten Spain, um, Pakistan. And now all of a sudden, you put you get one point or you get three points out of those games, and all of a sudden we're playing for five to eight instead of playing for 11, 12. The, the the story before the Rio Olympics uh, that that was set for throughout the world was the way that that you guys qualified for Rio, but then were not allowed to go. Are, are you risking the the the, the same uh, the same thing again with uh, with Tokyo ahead of you, Austin? Well, I am. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going all in. It's a it's a good chance that that'll be my last uh, last event. And you sponsored by uh, Princess. How can you go all in? <laughs> oh, but nice. no thanks for thanks for mentioning my sponsor, Lloyd. Hashtag no um, excuses. But yeah. yeah, back to back to Tokyo. I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it uh, all the effort I can to to be available for that and to prepare as well as I can for that. And yeah, ultimately we have no control over what the what the governing body Saskoc uh, decides in the end. Yeah, you can only control what you can control. So we're going to have to get some good results beforehand to convince them that we are a worthy team to participate in those events. Uh, if we have to qualify twice, like we did for London, then uh, then we'll have to qualify twice. And yeah, I think if we do that, then mm, there's almost no chance that they that they can say no to us. <laughs> so a good show, a good show on the, on the World Cup might be very important with Tokyo in mind as well. Definitely. Yeah, instance, no worries. We're gonna go win the hockey series finals. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe could could be could be the way to go as well, guys. I I, I want to thank you. We're a little bit over our time already. Uh, I want to thank you for the for, for this talk, uh, and uh, it was very very enlightening and and to uh, get to see South African hockey uh, from from uh, yeah as a European you don't you don't uh, are not so used to it uh, so. Uh, to get to get those uh, those points of views was very very interesting. Uh, sorry, we lost uh, Rashi during the show, but uh, he's uh, got he's, he went to sleep. Probably, the, first yeah. probably, probably. Yeah. The, the poor the poor guy is in America, <laughs> so he had to get up really early to uh, to be on this uh, to be on this show. So, but we, we saw his face, we heard his voice. He was there. Uh, sleep sleep yeah. tight, uh, Rashi. <laughs> I think he's at gym actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that as well. <laughs> what sleeping at Jimmy? That's the only thing that you probably do there. <laughs> go have a kawaii smoothie and <laughs> go to the sauna. I can imagine. Pop in for okay. Points, that's but all. Anyway, yeah. guys, it, it it was a fun talk uh, uh, with you guys, and uh, thanks very much for your time. And uh, we, we're going to close off this now, but uh, I hope that you do uh, really well uh, both in uh, in Bhubaneswar 
uh, and then uh, winning the hockey series, obviously, and uh, qualifying for Tokyo. Uh, and I uh, hope that this time you guys won't be disappointed uh, there. Thanks, Ernst. Thanks. Okay, guys. Thanks, bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to Studio Hockey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And as always, enjoy your hockey. Bye-bye.